Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, Tom. Happy holidays, Tim. Uh, uh, holidays uh, is a season uh, where we, we all love each other and everything. But then what happens is we buy each other gifts. Yeah, consume. And I know where you guys are buying your gifts this year. You can't fool me. You're buying them from Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's fine. We all love Amazon. Did you know you could support the show uh, by using uh, Amazon, our, our Amazon link? I, I didn't. TCGTE.com slash Amazon. Uh, that'll bring you to the same Amazon you know and love. Uh, we get a small uh, kickback from anything you buy at no cost to you. We'd really appreciate it. And we thank anybody that uh, does do their shopping uh, through there. Uh, some people do. So, yeah, enjoy your holidays. Uh, and uh, TCGTE.com slash Amazon. Do it today. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city, huh? I, not yet. I mean, I guess it is. It's December, know. my friend. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I was driving around uh, after Thanksgiving with uh, uh, my mom, and she was like... Friend of the show, Tom's mom. <laughs> she was like, uh, look at all these people... Uh, Setting up Christmas decorations already. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's the day after Thanksgiving. That's fine. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, it's too early. I was, and I was like, oh, I'm not getting any presents this year, am I? Um, people get so angry at the Christmas creep. Who's that? The Grinch. No, oh, okay. Uh, no, the Christmas people are like, oh, I don't want to hear Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's fine, but like, I don't know. I just feel like people are uh, a little too vocal about it. Like. Eh, there's better things to complain about. Well, I always feel like when I when I hear Christmas music or see Christmas things early, then it's not like it's not like I come home one day and my house is decorated for Christmas. <laughs> it's like I I go into the the local CVS or Dwayne Reed, and they have like a a section that's selling wreaths. Stop selling wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah, I don't. Stop selling red and green wrapping paper. It's too early. You made me feel bad. The only reason, I mean, I think this is it, right? I think the only people reason people don't like this, because mm-hmm. um, Christmas is mm-hmm. the end of the year, right? right? Like it's a week, it's a week out. Yeah, New like I think this is maybe the first year in my life that in December I've thought, oh, at the end of this month, that's it. There's going to be a New Year's Eve, and then New Year's, and then it's going to be 2016. That's it. Like you don't plan. On I never like the, crossing the threshold with the rest of us. To no, 2016? like like the day before New Year's Eve is always when I'm like, oh shit, really? Yeah. Oh, all right. So I think the Christmas creep makes people feel bad because it's like it reminds them like that's the end of the year already, and yeah. my dumb life hasn't gotten any better. Right. Because people are always like, ah, nine this times is out my, of ten, that's the case. This is my year. This is my year. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it. I'm gonna really uh, go for it. Yeah. No, that you never go for it. You never do anything. Mm-mm. No one ever does. Yeah. Excluding like all the grown-ups and stuff out there. I don't know. Presumably. How was your week, Tom? Uh, it was pretty good, Tim. Uh, my new book came out. Uh, do you want? You want to? Uh, no, no, that's fine. The next book in the metal series. <laughs> Now, it's a book about heavy metal, Tom? It's a book about all kinds of metals, Tim. Okay. Heavy metal, light metal, 
You name it. Pliable metal? Aluminum is given a whole chapter. Oh, I always like to say aluminum. Aluminum in my vitamins. Um, now that I've alienated half of our audience. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Far more than half. <laughs> but I, I read, a, I read a, a, a thing today that, that really got my goat. Your book? No, no, no. Uh, like an article. Oh, it and it shouldn't. You. It has nothing to do with me. But you know, it was just somebody was was wrong, and I'd like to bring it up. Oh, Tom, now uh, Tom corrects people on the internet. Uh, have you seen Magic Mike or Magic Mike XXL? I have not. Uh, well, apparently the movie about the dancing men. The dancing men, uh, is starring Channing Channing Tatum, the dancing man. Uh, so you know, you know what my most retweeted tweet ever was. <laughs> I, I know what it is, and I it's a great one, Tim. It was, Read uh, it to everyone. Uh, Channing Tatum, more like charming, ain't him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, what did you get like three or four RTs on that? Yeah, yeah, but one of them, President Barack Hussein Obama. Wow. Yeah. Uh so I guess in in Magic Mike XXL. There was uh, like a character from the first movie that's not in it. And everybody was like, how come this guy's not in? And he was like one of the other stars. Uh, he was called the kid in the first movie. Was he an actual child? Because I would. Uh... No, nah, he was just like, you know, he was, he was the new young buck. Okay. On the dancing scene. Um, and he didn't die at the end of the first one. He no, no, no. He just didn't come back for the He just didn't one. come back. Okay. So apparently he was on a podcast and and told this like told why he wasn't back. And apparently the first movie, he says uh, that there was like a a lot of tension that uh, his reps like I, I guess he was known for drama, not dramatic acting, just dramatic bullshit. And they're like, ah, we don't want any drama on the set. So his agent was like, oh, he'll be fine. And then, like, warned the hell out of him, like, don't you create any drama. And he was like, so I just, like, sat in the corner and didn't talk to anyone because, you know, I, I didn't want to create any drama. Well, then they all thought he was aloof and a jerk, which he sounds like he is a big jerk. Uh, but then, after it was done... Tom, let me stop you right what? here. Have you ever seen either of these movies? No. Okay. Unimportant. But then, I'm going to read from, this from Vulture. Because Hollywood's such a small bubble after filming, Pettifer, that's his name, his last name, ended up renting an apartment in New York through Tatum's friend. He left after four months due to an allergic reaction, but says he forgot to pay rent when his cousin died unexpectedly. That's when he felt the wrath of Tatum. I all of a sudden got a very negative email from Channing, rightfully so, saying, Don't. Car- Carol Channing? <laughs> No. Oh, that was another uh, uh, tweet that got some <laughs> juice. Uh, it was uh, Carol Channing Tatum O'Neill. Good one, Tim. That was uh, timely. Look, it got two or three RTs. One of them from uh, Mittens Romney. <laughs> um. So Chang Tatum emailed him and said, "Don't fuck my friends. You owe money. Pay the fucking money. Don't be a clown." So then, out of spite, because he was so mad, he refused to pay the rent. By the end, I just basically said, fuck them. What is money when life is so much more? And I'm not dealing with this, and I'm not paying. And then he was mad that they didn't bring him on for the second movie. 
the the you I don't you don't upset Tatum like that. No, but what a what a bunch of bullshit! I got so mad. Tom, you've been cursing. <laughs> it's worth eight minutes into this this episode, you've been cussing up a storm. But the censors are gonna have, have uh, the network execs are gonna have uh, smoke coming out of but their. But what ears. is this guy? Thirteen. Uh, I had an allergic reaction, and then uh, I was so upset my cousin died that I forgot to pay rent. And then because you got mad at me, I decided not to pay rent out of uh, spite. And then I'm gonna pull the like, God, I'm so I'm sorry, I'm not so materialistic like you guys. He was he had to pay rent. You have to pay rent. I agree. I don't understand why you're so <sighs> mad at this man, though. Because he's like, yeah, so then I wasn't in the movie. Of course you're not in the movie. You're a jerk. Channing Tatum was 100% right, like he always is. Tom, no argument from me. Channing Tatum, uh, more like uh, charming, ain't him? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my official stance. So you know me. I, I agree. Channing Tatum can do no wrong. Um, but this guy's trying to ma- tried to make Chang Tatum out to be like, yeah, he was a real he was a real jerk about me uh, stiffing my friend it's on fine. rent. Tom, it's he thought fine. he was going to take down Tatum. Why were you even reading this article in the first place? What I I do this sometimes. <laughs> I read news items. Yeah, that are about things you have no interest in. Yeah, or, or and not even about. not even like. Uh, uh, let's see what's going on in Syria. I don't know anything about Syria. Yeah. I'm going to read a Times article. Not that. Like I'll be like. Yeah, let me read about uh, Star Trek uh, Into <laughs> Darkness, why uh, Star Trek fans were unhappy with it, even yeah. though I've never seen one minute of anything Star Trek ever. Yeah. I'll read I'll, I'll read a 500-word article about it. Well, they got that new Star Trek coming out, Star Trek 7. Yeah, with uh, Harrison Ford. With Harrison Ford as Captain Kirk. Can you... Returning to reprise his role. Can... Let me let me just say this. Uh-huh. I saw a million GD headlines yesterday. Yeah. Like, guys, Harrison Ford saw Star Wars The Force Awakens, and he said it's awesome. Yeah, he's in it. He's doing press for it right yeah, now. It comes p- out in two weeks. He's got points on it. Yeah. Well, what kind of points? Makes, he makes some good points in it. Nice. <laughs> Political like, uh, points? No, just like, uh, you know. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to admit it that uh, uh, asparagus is is better broiled than boiled. Broiled than boiled. <laughs> that he's been saying it forever, but never in a Star Trek movie. Well, in the special edition, they, oh, they, they put it back them. in. They yeah. said it was boiled and not broiled. Yeah, I'm sure that got everybody up in a Ugh. in a tizzy. Yeah. So I I urge you, Tom. Mm-hmm. This don't is... cast this man in your movie. What is his name? You don't even know Petty his Four. name. Well, because you know what, Tim? I don't want to give him uh, any more uh, any more uh, publicity. Alex Pettifer. Pettifer. All right. Do you uh, have a, a charming anum for Alex Pettifer? He sounds uh, Pettifer. More like petty for not paying the rent because... Yeah, Channing Tatum was mean, mean to him. Well, what about uh, yeah, Alex Pettifer? You can get a petty for anything out of him. Tom, you take this stuff too personally. It's just you know, I I you I mean I don't sto- like to see Channing Tatum get upset. We stopped recording. We took our. Uh, are we recording again? Yeah, we are. Oh, jeez.
We took our traditional two-hour break before the first segment <laughs> yeah. and the second segment. Had a nice meal. Yeah, and you've just been talking. Yeah. I'm just like, enjoy the steak tartare, Tom. Yeah. Well, I can't when I got all this uh, Your blood's angst inside boiling of me. about this petty fur guy. Yeah. This petty fur fella. Yeah. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. this week, I got a question for you. Okay. What's the deal... With stand-up comedy. Oh, I see, because the, the topic's going to be stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Hey, Tom, what is the deal with stand-up <laughs> comedy? Damn, it's a... It's what a, is the deal with, with airplane food? It's a man or a woman gets on a stage, holds a microphone, and tells you what the deal is with stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, drop in all sorts of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom? Sometimes personal experience. Sometimes absurdist humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, just just common sense, right? How do you feel about <laughs> this? Like uh, now, it's like, uh, oh well, stand up comedians are the truth tellers of of society. Who says that? I don't know, like sociologists or something. Why, Tim Yonohue's sociologist? I hang with a lot of <laughs> soci. I hang with a lot of doctors, Tom. No, I don't think they're necessarily truth tellers, but I think a lot of time, I think some of the best stand ups nowadays. The reason why they're so popular is because. They're able to succinctly express ideas that a lot of people have, or right. not even ideas like uh, just feelings, thoughts, right? Emotions. I second that emotion, Tom. Thank is you. what the audience says. If you're Tom, have you ever done stand-up comedy? I have not. I'm a coward. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're talking to this thing. You, you're you, look, Tom. You just did uh, five minutes on this petty for fella. <laughs> yeah. You know, you 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 hone that. You go to a few open mics. <laughs> Before you know it, you got your own Comedy Central half hour. Oh, uh, let me ask you guys, well, what's the deal with this Alex Pettifer? And then everybody's like, Oh no, he went there. Yeah, I can't believe he's gonna he's, he's gonna take down Pettifer once and for yeah. all. Yeah. Ask what? Tell us why he didn't pay his rent. <laughs> they know the bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they just want to hear it. Yeah, that's, it's that's comforting. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tom. I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm working. I'm Are working, you multitasking? I'm working the board right now. Uh-huh. I'm trying to have my notes and record on the same computer. That's a bridge too far. Tim. It is a bridge too Technology far. Technology hasn't advanced to the point where you could do both those things at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's what got me thinking. Uh, all right. Uh, well, no, no. Let's start at the beginning, Tom. Okay. You're a stand-up comedy fan? Yes. I'm a stand-up comedy Who fan. Who isn't? Everybody likes stand-up but comedy. when you were a kid, like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I would watch Stand-Up Spotlight yeah. on VH1 hosted by Rosie O'Donnell. Well, I mean, we grew up during the like now uh, famous amongst comedians era where uh, cable TV was like, shit, we don't have enough things to put on. What's something cheap? All right, let's go to the, the haha factory and uh, tape stand ups and we'll put stand up comedy. Evening on. at the improv yeah. on A and E. I mean Comedy Central was all just like stand up for Richard Jenny. Lots of Richard Jenny. Yeah. HBO specials. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I you know what? This new stand up comedy boom. <laughs> uh huh. And this like comedy nerd thing, mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like yeah, guys, what are you, a bunch of posers. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Who are posers? People caring about stand-up comedy. People caring about stand-up comedy mm-hmm. and the Foo Fighters in 2015, <laughs> all a bunch of posers, and I'm sick of them. Wow, that's quite a stance to take. They can go screw. 
No, now everybody's like, now everybody knows everybody's business because everybody's done a WTF. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mark Maron. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you don't like Mark Maron, do you, Tom? Uh, no, I don't dislike him. I, you know what? I like his show. Uh, I think, you know, he, I don't like him as a person, but I think at this point, like a lot of that's an act. Right. Or that's a character. Do you feel that, uh, stand-up comedians get less funny, uh, the more success they have? Um, like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, that's usually, and I don't know why that is. I wouldn't be able to, to tell you like, oh, it's because they, they don't have as much misery in their life. So they're not as funny. No, they just don't have real experiences. Yeah. I think that that's what it is. That, that, well, and that's why like famously, you know, so many comedians have bits about fucking airplanes because that's what they spend their time doing. Again with the cursing. They don't, they don't have like, uh. Like, oh, I was at the office today because if they're successful and there's what they're doing, they're not at an office. So yeah. They don't have relatable stories. Yeah, but if you're not relatable, then the magic is gone. I, 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 re- I recently rewatched all of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first few seasons of Seinfeld are amazing. Yeah. And it's like, that's what life is like. They've mm-hmm. like actually captured what like modern living is, even though it's like, what, 25 years old now? Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's just like a bunch of rich guys are like uh, trying to remember what it was like to not be uh, multimillionaires. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I think one of us got a game show, a talk show set one time, I think. Yeah. But it's just like, no, Jerry Seinfeld, you just have a really bad memory. Right. Well, and uh, all of his bits now are probably uh, like, oh, you, can you believe the, the 1978 Porsche is transmission? Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> turned into... Am I in first gear? Am I in second gear? I can't tell with this transmission. See, when he was just like a guy that was like observing things, but mm-hmm. he was just kind of like the schlubby guy that was yeah. around. Like, it's like, ah, yeah, the, the things he's saying are really funny. He still says really funny things, but he's just such an arrogant... Like, he walks around... Like uh, like uh, like uh, he owns everybody, mm-hmm. and then he invented stand-up comedy. Yeah. God, I hate Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> so much. Yeah. When you pitched this as a topic to me, it was mostly like I just want to talk about how much I hate Jerry Seinfeld. No, I. But here's the thing: I love Jerry Seinfeld. Right. And then, and that's why you hate him so much. Yeah, it's just like because you know what he used to be, what he could be. No, I just feel like everybody's got a shelf life. Yeah. I would have liked Jerry Seinfeld being like. Well, now I'm a billionaire. I'm out of here. Like you, you won't hear from me again. Right. I'm just gonna go have my like impossibly attractive wife. I think he was so, dating a teenager at one point. Yeah, that. Well, we'll get into that for a minute. Yeah. In, in a minute, but uh, so basically, you want anyone whose entertainment you enjoy, as soon as they start getting a little less entertaining, to go away and die quietly. Not die quietly, Tom. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, I hope he lives to be 150. I hope he's happy. But you just don't want to know anything about it. Yeah, I don't care. Like, stop being like, oh, yeah, I got an idea. I'll I'll interview comedians, Mm -hmm. and I'll put it on the internet. Yeah. And then I'll go on all the talk shows and talk about how I'm the first guy who ever thought to interview comedians on the internet. Yeah. And guess what? The best part is going to be, 
we'll just talk about this boring car stuff. And I won't even talk to the comedians. I'll try to engage the other comedian. Well, I'll most try, of you talking about this car. I'll try to be like, hey, Todd Barry, look at this uh, Porsche. Mm-hmm. And Todd Barry will be like, I don't know, I'm not into cars. Yeah. And so he'll do a, 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 a voiceover of like, I picked this for Todd Barry because it's a workhorse, and uh, Todd Barry's a workhorse. He's on the he's on the road all the time. And it's like Todd Barry couldn't care less about this. <laughs> well, but it's relatable, Tim, because how many of us pick, you know, which car we're going to drive the day, depending on who we're going to see. <sighs> all right, and then uh, he'll be like, uh, he'll be like, hey, uh, Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. he's a young up up and coming uh, uh, comedian. I I'll would say he's he's already come up. Yeah, but this is the way Jerry yeah. Seinfeld thinks of him. Oh yeah. And then uh Aziz Ansari will say something mm-hmm. and Jerry Seinfeld will be like he'll look at him and like kind of condescendingly laugh. He'll go like that. Ah. Yeah. Ah. And like and then like point like you're on to something, son. Yeah. And then he'll be like, you know why that's funny? And then he'll explain the mechanics of the joke that Aziz Ansari just made like to he, him. Like he doesn't know the mechanics. He was like, oh, like the, baby, the baby accidentally said something yeah. funny. Let's explain to the baby why, why it's funny. And then one day, Aziz Ansari will be able to craft a joke of his own <laughs> yeah. that he didn't make by accident. Don't worry. One day you'll break through that glass ceiling of uh, only playing at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And, you'll, and you'll hit the big times. It's just that that condescension, and then like, uh, then the rest of it is just like, uh, I noticed you're drinking your coffee like this. Uh, <laughs> how come? Whatever happened to people drinking their coffee with two hands instead of one hand? Yeah, it's crazy. And then like, do you think when he does comedians and cars getting coffee, that's the only time he leaves the house? No, he goes to luxury boxes uh, at various right. sporting events. But, he, but that's probably like the only time he's like out in the real world, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, like, he's at luxury boxes or he's doing shows or he's at home. Yeah, but honestly, mm-hmm. there's like, he's not even in the real, he's physically in the real world. Right. He hasn't, he hasn't but transcended. Like, Reality. The crew has cleared everybody who hasn't signed a release. Yeah. From the premises, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm at a diner. Yeah, but you know, everybody here is a paid background extra now. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, it's fine. It's fine if that's the life you want to live. Uh huh. He made some some. He posted some video on Twitter mm-hmm. during the whole Cronut phase. Uh-huh. Of like him and his family, yeah, like sitting on some terrace, some like impossibly beautiful terrace overlooking Central Park, mm-hmm. where he lives his wonderful life. Yeah, half the time when he's not at his mansion that Billy Joel used to own. Wow, on Long Island, it's BJ's old old uh, old apartment that man, he, he old, old house that he shared with uh, Christy Brinkley. Man, you can't get much better than that. The piano man and the uptown girl. Man, if those walls could talk. Yeah. If those walls could play piano. They can. What? Billy Joel taught the walls how to play piano. Oh, man. Yeah, of course he did. So Jerry Seinfeld is like eating a cronut and being Uh like, I can't believe people are waiting online for these. And it's him and his his dirtbag family. They're not (laughs) (laughs) dirtbags. They're fine. They're lovely people. But the thing is like, okay, guy. He's He's not still dating that teenager, is he? Well... I think, well, she's recently turned 20, so she's no longer a teenager. Okay. 
No, you want to talk about that real quick? <laughs> Do you want to finish your cronut thing? Oh, yeah. So he's just like <laughs> gloating about how like like he probably had an assistant yeah. go and pick them up. Yeah, he wasn't waiting in line outside that cronut yeah, place. Yeah, I'm sure the assistant didn't even have to wait in line. I'm oh, sure. The, these are for Mr. Seinfeld? Yeah. And he was just like, nah, I he just would, don't see he what He would the like b- to observe them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like he tried to do like a bit of like, people are waiting online for this. It's yeah. just a donut that's puffy. It's like. Oh, he yeah. didn't do the, is it a donut? Is it a, cr- a crawler? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was because I was. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, I saw red. Yeah. Saw nothing but red. It's like that's fine if you wait in line for it and mm-hmm. that's how you experience it, or if you're too good for mm-hmm. it. But don't just be some like man up in his castle that's like, I'll send for the things the commoners are talk about mm-hmm. talking about and then uh ridicule them for liking it. Yeah. yeah just just don't do that. You yeah. don't have to do anything ever again. You got money, it's working for you. You're great. You seem to hate all humanity. I think that's really what it boils down to, that he just seems to have so much contempt for everybody. Yeah. And that's why it's like, all right, if you're going to be, you're not old enough to to be this bitter. And, like, you did not get screwed out of anything. Like, you did your comedy, you were loved and respected for it and got paid millions of dollars, but somehow you're still kind of like, bastards yeah i mean he seemingly hates being famous like if somebody asks him yeah. for like an autograph he's like ah, well, well, well. Yeah. and that's fine mm-hmm. i understand that but like you were the guy that went into entertainment and like you made tons and tons of money off this and like that's the deal yeah that's the deal yeah. with being famous, Jerry. Yeah, you have to be nice to the you, people you that made you a millionaire. You don't even have to be nice to them. You just have to like n- know that people are going to recognize you. Yeah, yeah. if you go to a ask, Mets game or whatever. And ask things of you. Yeah. Although I do still enjoy how he does not suffer fools. Like uh, like even he, he's doing a residency at the Beacon Theater. Mm-hmm. So they had a press conference. Yeah. Uh, that uh, they to explain this. what the deal with it was. Yeah, it was entire. The press release was, "What's the deal with Jerry Seinfeld's residency at the Beacon Theater?" Beacon Theater, mm-hmm. and it said, we'll "Find out. Come to the Beacon Theater at this day, day and time." Mm-hmm. And the reporters were like, "Well, this is great." Yeah, this tells us most of what we have to know. So they went there, and and somebody asked, and they were asking him questions, and he was just he, acting like he didn't want to be there, and he probably didn't want to be there. Like he, I understand him being like, you know what? Why don't we just book these shows? We don't need to announce it. This yeah, is but- more for the executives at uh at Madison Square Garden right. who owns the Beacon Theater. Like he doesn't care. Like. Yeah, but I'm sure if he cared enough, he could be like, oh, and I'm not going to do a press conference. We don't need to do a press conference for it. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, uh, so they were like, at one point he said like, oh, yeah, I was inspired by Billy Joel, who's another mm-hmm. Long Island guy, and he's doing the residency at Madison Square Garden. I thought and, it'd be I, a good and idea. I have his old house. Yeah. And somebody, a reporter asked like, uh, do you feel some sort of competition with Billy Joel? <laughs> and he just like... It wasn't even like rude or anything. He just went, "No, I don't." It just like made it clear that like what a dumb question. Yeah, and like, yeah, no, of course not, no. And I like that about him. Right. Where like he's like, "No, I'm not gonna like even 
play to this like weird narrative of like, oh, I did this. Yeah, but a, maybe that person was asking just because like, oh, this will be a, a a nice setup for him to joke. The well, comedian. That's the other. The thing. funny man. He he feels it's it feels to me like he's just not a guy who likes fun. <laughs> yeah, because he could have been like he could have said, "Well, that's a stupid question. Why would I?" Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm gonna and then I'm gonna do this to him and I'm gonna and that would have been fun. Everybody would have had a big laugh. Yeah. But no. But no, Jerry Seinfeld had to be literal about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like. Uh, I don't hate Jerry Seinfeld that much. <laughs> I still think uh, the show Seinfeld is yeah. the best sitcom that's ever been made. Mm. Even better than Two and a Half Men. No. Even better. No. Than anger no, management. It's not true. Have you ever seen a minute of anger management? No. What is that show? I don't know. It's on FX, though, which doesn't have any other shows like that, but it's on there. Did F- they make those 100 episodes? I think so. They, like, popped them out in a, in a year or something. Yeah, I think they showed them all in the middle of the night over, like, <laughs> <laughs> three weeks, and yeah. we're like, all right, bye, everybody. <laughs> uh, I do catch uh, a few minutes of Two and a Half Men every week, though. Because it's on uh, a the, rerun in syndication. Yeah, it's on syndication before uh, uh, the Flash and before Arrow. So I always catch like the end of it, which is always when they're like pulling all the jokes together that I don't really get. Uh, yeah, it's, it's always when like one of them saying to the other one like, "Oh yeah, I drove my car there," and then everybody laughs because they're like, "Oh, we know what happened to the car earlier," and Charlie Sheen's just like, "Ooh." Well, you can't get mad. I don't at get the mad. Fact. I'm just kind of. <laughs> Uh, I thought this was a petty four situation. Where Tim, no, the only petty four situation is is with between me, the people of America, Channing Tatum, against uh, uh, Alex Pettifer. Look, and I love Jerry Seinfeld. I know he's <laughs> listening. I know he's a big fan of our yeah. show. He thinks we're very funny and yeah. uh, influential to him. Yeah. Um, but well, if he's listening, would you like to say anything about the time he dated a teenager when he was about our age? It's just that he did an interview mm-hmm. with Playboy, no less. Mm. I think he was older. I think he was like 36 or 37. Okay. He's dating a girl in high school. Yeah, she was like 17, I think. And to his credit, he did an interview and he's like, can you believe I'm getting away with this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, to his credit, because it's crazy. Like, there was a little bit of press about it, but for whatever reason, he was given a pass. People were like, oh, it's fine if he's dating a, a girl in high school. That's not fine. Who else could get away with that? Um, Donald Trump. Yeah. Do you think he got away with it because people were like, uh... I think you... in 1993, people just had, like, didn't care about that stuff. Yeah. Like, not, not about, uh, like perceived inappropriate uh, relationships, age disparities or whatever. But like uh, they were just like, I don't know. What do I care about what the sitcom actor is doing? <laughs> like we've come a long way yeah. in a negative way in the last <laughs> 25 years where it's yeah. been like, no, we probably know and care too much about the personal lives. Of, yeah. of, but like, I don't know. I don't know. That's as Tom would say, a bridge too far. Hey, Patreon people, a couple dates for this month, December 2015. 
We're going to do our Google Hangout on December 12th. That's a Saturday. 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 Uh, and on uh, December 16th, a mere four days later, uh, we're going to do the live stream for the for the other, for the $10 plus people. Uh, live you- stream, live stream, live stream, live stream, live stream. And as always, uh, amazing facts every week on Sunday. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, these are things, uh, tcgte.com slash pledge. Get all the info, and we'll see you on Patreon. All right, but enough about Jerry Seinfeld. We we already know what the deal with him is by yeah. this point. I like him. His stand-up was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. who is uh, the first comedian that you remember being into? Uh, like from TV, like stand-up comedian? Yeah. It probably was somebody like Richard Jenny. I remember his Platypus Man special from HBO. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Damon Wayans. His comedy, his HBO stamp special, love that. Um, yeah, those are probably like the earliest one. The earliest ones where it's like I watch the specials over and over again. Yeah. Uh, VH1 screwed me, man. <laughs> How so? Because when I was young, when I was like six or seven, mm-hmm. on like Saturday nights, they would play like every Saturday night or mm-hmm. Friday night. They would play like one of uh, two or three Gallagher specials. (laughs) Yeah. VH1 had some deal with Gallagher. Yeah. Gallagher was on VH1 all the time. And so when I was like six or seven, Mm -hmm. like he was a a crazy guy stomping around. Like he had big props. Like he had this one one thing where like it was like a a large couch. Yeah. And he'd jump on it. And he would jump on it. And then he would like go into the cushions and he'd pull out a quarter that was like huge and like. I think there was a condom joke in there that I didn't yeah. understand at the time. But it really captured your imagination. Yeah, and he smashed the hell out of all those watermelons. Yep, yep. Yeah, what's not to love? Mm-hmm. A lot's not to love about Gallagher. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty awful person. Yeah, um, but I feel like uh, Gallagher, much like Weird Al, mm-hmm. is like a child's bridge into like cooler stuff, right? Not that Weird Al... All right, maybe not Weird Al. The Weird Al thing doesn't hold up. No, Weird Al is just a, well, he's not a stand-up, but it, he's one of those guys that works on a bunch of different levels. So when you're a kid, you're like, this is so silly. I love this. And then when you're older, you're like, this is actually really clever. Yeah. Sometimes. I love Weird Al. I'm not, I'm not gonna, uh, look, I've already, I've already taken down Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I've already ended Jerry Seinfeld's career tonight. <laughs> Yeah, jeez, uh, Tim. Don't take uh, down all your heroes. Ah, God, I love Weird Al. Weird Al just is doing the right thing. But we're talking about Gallagher. I met Gallagher. Weird Al once, and he was very nice to me. What were the circumstances? Wouldn't you like to know? I would like to know. It was at that secret Foo Fighter show in uh, L.A. Oh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was all the celebs were there. Me, Weird Al, Weird Al's wife. Victoria Jackson. Victoria Jackson was not there. Uh, she was his girlfriend in the movie UHF. I assumed he married her in real no, life. No, no, no. Oh, no. That It was a completely different woman. Oh, okay. Phew. Yeah. Dodged a bullet on that one, Al. Mm-hmm. Um, d- were you ever into, like, uh, mm-hmm. Bill Hicks? No. 
Me neither. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Bill Hicks? Mm-mm. This is gonna be sacred. People are gonna get so <laughs> mad. People love Bill Hicks. I, I've just never heard, uh, really seen much of him. I like Bill Hicks. I agree with his politics. Mm-hmm. I don't know if funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to say anything, but... Did you ever watch uh, 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 George Carlin? Yeah, I, I've always loved... My dad, big into George Carlin. So, like, like remember when George Carlin, like, his real early stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, when it was just, like, fun wordplay? Yeah. Like, my dad would show me A that A lot of stuff. one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, it was before he became, like, super cynical. Right. And, like... uh kind of filthy and just like uh yeah towards the offensive. end his stuff was not very good a no lot. i loved it really Go i did back not and like revisit it. it it seemed you know what a lot it, of it was just very crass it was like you ever fought <laughs> yeah i like that Tough. <laughs> well i mean that's actually a pretty yeah, good joke tough. Tough. I've, I've seen you <laughs> applaud that kind of joke <laughs> i've applauded farts tim I, yeah. I won't deny it uh yeah uh it's weird because like you always like people are always trying to turn you on to stuff that was a little before your time, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like stand-up comedy evolves so quickly, like yeah. it's very much of the time, right? Yeah. So like people are like, "Oh, Lenny Bruce. Oh, he was saying some stuff." Yeah. I, I I tried to listen to Lenny Bruce a couple times. Yeah. Most boring thing that I've ever I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm sure this must have been shocking. Yeah, at the time, at but at the time but I don't care. I was, I was, I grew up on, uh, I don't know, X-rated films. What? Yeah, that's what I watched. Oh, wow, that's. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't grow up more screwed up then. No, I wasn't even allowed to watch R-rated films. Yeah. PG-13 was negotiable sometimes. If there weren't boobs in it, or yeah, butts. Well, what happened? All the ratings got got real you weird. You used to be able to put boobs and butts in PG-13 movies. I don't think you can really do that anymore. No, you definitely can't. And I still think that. Like, they said the new Star Wars, PG-13. I'm like, great, we're going to see some boobs and butts in it, finally. It's PG-13? Yeah. Good, but I, but my, now it's just like... I had a family member with kids. Yeah. Uh, extended family at, at uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, uh... They still haven't rated this Star Wars movie. Yeah. It still says not yet rated. Yeah. My little kid, like my eight year old's obsessed with Star Wars. I don't know if I could tell him I'm gonna bring him to this movie. I was like, oh, yeah. How dumb do you think these people <laughs> are that they'd be like, you know what? Now let's make the let's lock all the kids out of this. You know, yeah, you can't bring your kids to this movie. N C seventeen. Yeah. Hard R at the at the at the easiest. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, it's it's PG thirteen, but they'll rate things PG thirteen now for like intensity, like intense scenes. Movies Grow are up. the least of it. Yeah, <laughs> there's no blood in Star Wars movies ever. People are getting shot with lasers. They immediately cauterize the wound. They're fine. Everybody cool it. Yeah, and if somebody gets their hand cut off, they get a cool robot hand. So it's fine. The, everybody's some- always getting their. Dang hands cut off in these movies, yeah. aren't they? Put some boobs and butts in it. So then at least people can be like, well, I understand why it's PG-13. At least I got to I see don't some think, boobs and I butts. I don't think you can do that, Tom. I think that makes it R. That's ridiculous. Who cares? You can watch whatever movie you want. <laughs> yeah, but I want to go... I want to... <laughs> I want to see it around 13-year-olds. Yeah. I want to cheer with them. Like, yay, a butt. Yeah, a, a, a theater full of adults rarely cheer. <laughs> 
Yeah, or he, he doesn't or get the, he doesn't get the same reaction. Yeah. It's a, no. <gasps> yeah, I'm always in the theater going like, ooh, and Just nobody else does can. it. I went through a phase. <laughs> I don't know why, uh-huh. but uh, uh, my girlfriend loved this phase of mine, <laughs> where whenever anybody would uh, kiss. Uh-huh. On, in a movie or on a television <laughs> show, I'd just yell, Kissers! Okay. Like, ooh, kissers! Yeah. But it was like six months of. There's, when you do that for every kiss you see. Yeah. In, in, yeah. You realize just how many kisses there yeah, are. There's a lot of kisses. I'm an annoying man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I was thinking the other day about how. Uh, how it's crazy to me that as a society, and this is going to make me sound like a big prude, but uh, how it's like, well, if you're an actor, you get to kiss other people. You like that? No, it's it's. I don't like or dislike it. I just think it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think that's kind of crazy, too. And it's just like, well, it's my job to, to go on set and kiss and touch uh, other people. I mean... I think it's weirder if like that's the only acting you're doing. Like I think I think it, it like uh for people in the adult entertainment. Right, right. Then that's weird when it's like you know, they're they're, they're married and they're uh Yeah, yeah. But I think Brad Pitt pretend Oh, well, we saw it. Brad Pitt Yeah, and look goofed. what happened. Yeah. So that's the si- the siren song of Jolie. Yeah. Uh called him from uh, the Pitt Aniston ha- household, yeah. Aniston Pitts. Mm-hmm. He said, "This is the Pitts. I'm out of here." Tom. Yeah. Yay or nay? Jennifer Aniston. Um. As a person, I'm not. I'm not saying some crass, gross thing. Right. I right. feel like if the, the it's not Howard Stern. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, what do you think about yeah, it? Yeah. No. No. Uh. Uh. Generally, a, positive- a yay. She. She doesn't seem like a like a mean spirited person or anything She's like that. She's hilarious. Go watch those old Friends episodes. Yeah. She is the funniest person uh, in that cast. Well, I mean, I do know her godfather, so I feel obliged to. Uh, Who's her godfather? Uh, that old teacher, uh, Mr. Savalas. Oh, Telly Savalas' brother. Yeah. We had a substitute teacher in high school. Well, no, Telly Savalas is. It was her uh, godfather. Uh, I. I I know her Kojak. God- I know I know her godfather's Tom, brother. We are going off the rails here. <laughs> um Tom mm-hmm. in uh twenty in two thousand five. Yes. Comedy Central mm-hmm. came out with their list okay. of the hundred best stand up comedians. Of all time. Even the future. Time. Yeah, so they knew. Okay. They had some help. From uh, God. <laughs> okay. God was like, well, stop making funny people. So now that's why. Or he's like, I'm going to make some more, but I'll tell you names. who they yeah. are. Um, where do you think in 2005 mm-hmm. Louis C.K. appears on this list? Oh, probably way down if, if he's on it at all. Give me a number. Uh, 17. 98. Yeah. If I were Louis C.K., mm-hmm. I'd, bl- I'd, I'd take, uh, I'd rip them right out of the Rolodex yeah, these but, days. <laughs> but Tim, that's the, that's the way time works. That people aren't always the second they start doing something, they're not number one at it. They have not to, me. I'm number one at everything. I, that's why I try so few things. Right. 
because if I'm not going to be number one at it. Yeah. So what am I the best? I'm best at pie making in Brooklyn, right? I'm the best pie maker I've in Brooklyn. I've never even heard of you making pie one. Yeah, I make pies all the time. I've won awards. I've won contests. All right. I'd like to see these, but. Yeah, I'm really good at uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Tim, you made me stop talking about <laughs> Mr. Savalas to talk about this. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, number and nine. you're not good at Sonic the Hedgehog. You always give me shit for being a Sega kid. Yeah, that doesn't I mean bet I'm... you're no good at Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog was so much easier than Mario Brothers. Yeah, because if you go slow like a loser. No, you just roll through. You get all those sweet rings. Yeah. Rings. We know. All right, Tim. Coins. <laughs> Um, Tom, I feel like, all right, you're putting this uh-huh. together. Who's your number one of all time? Of all time? Yeah. Uh, and I'm putting it together today, not in 20... You're putting it together Wednesday, December 2nd, 2015. I don't know, because it's hard, because, like, uh, all, th- not my favorite, just all time. Because then you got to think about, like, well, who who changed the game? Who established things? I don't really know. Dennis Miller. <laughs> no. Without a doubt, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller would not be He's on He's so life. wry, and his references, uh-huh. it's just like, what is he talking about? I, that sounds smart. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd put him on there. Uh, probably. Tom, Comedy Central put him at 21, Tom. Yeah. Way better. Way better than Louis C.K. Um, again, Tim, that's 10 years old. Uh, although he was like a, a right-wing lunatic by then. Yeah. 9-11 changed everything, Tom. Yeah. Um, who would I put at number one? It is a good question. Oh, Tim. I got it. Who? Bill Cosby. <laughs> Tim, um, have you heard? Have I heard what? That, uh, that he, that, uh, they, they made all his records bad now? <laughs> they made all his records yeah, bad? Yeah, oh, his specials aren't good anymore? I'm not making this argument at all. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't even see a picture of Bill Cosby without like blowing my my lid. Yeah, flipping my lid, as they say, as the kids are saying now. Um, the popular teen slang, flipping your wig. I mean, probably the. Well, I'll tell you this because I don't think I'm I'm actually qualified to tell you like who the number one stand up of all time is. But in the Tom Reynolds. In the Tom Reynolds, to me, it would probably be Chris Rock like those specials those first two specials he did for HBO those were like unbelievable how funny they were bring the pain is to this day the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole life I've never laughed as hard and I I, I can't even tell you especially as like a teenager how many times I watched those things and especially I think for me and this is probably the, the case for you, too, where it's like, oh, that guy who's like sometimes in sketches on SNL. Oh, like, yeah. Like it, it came out of left field, it, but not left field like, oh, I've never seen this guy before. It's like, no, I couldn't have underestimated anyone more. Yeah. I just remember one of the earliest memories I have of watching Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. was uh, he played a character, Nat X, 
yeah, on, yeah, uh, yeah. some like a Black Power TV yeah. show or something. Everything there was like a public access show. Yeah. It's like, all right, here's <laughs> what the can we easily replicate? Yeah, all right, we'll put this guy <laughs> in a public access show. Yeah, but I remember I was probably like ten, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was, I was at a party. I remember this, uh, like. It was, you know, when when you go to You're a, party, at a party, you go to a party with your parents. Okay, and then that like you're relegated to the bedroom upstairs. Mm. Like it's like the kids go into the bedroom. Oh, like and the, the kids' adults bedroom, are not like yeah. the adults' bedroom. No, okay. no, like the adults' bedroom with all the jackets. Yeah, with all the jackets, you try the jackets. Oh, I on. wish. Yeah. Yeah, just, you get God, a lot of I'd, coin. I'd, I'd like to be invited to one of those parties now where I'm told to stay in the jacket But room. for some reason, it was, I think, just me and my brother. Yeah. And like it was like, well, you should have just left us at home. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, no, I don't think we're, my brother was there. We're a couple of blocks from our house. Why don't yeah, you just let us no, go I think No, I think it was just me. I don't know. I yeah. don't remember. Uh, and Chris Rock came on, and it was mm-hmm. the, the sketch. I was like, they have a guy with a big afro on this show? Because I didn't know about wigs yet, I guess. <laughs> right. And I was like, that's crazy. And then like he was in like one other sketch. Uh-huh. And I was like, did he get a haircut? <laughs> I think he got a haircut in between not- that sketch. That, that's crazy. And then I was like trying to think of the rehearsal. Like, well, when he rehearsed this sketch earlier tonight or earlier in the week, he had a different haircut. Did that throw off the other actors? Boy, you were a stupid kid, huh? Yeah. I was dumb. <laughs> I was drunk, Tom. You were drunk. I was I was hammered. Wow. That's probably why they put you in the coat room. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, I wasn't supposed to be in there. I was supposed <laughs> to be mingling with everybody. I wandered into the coat oh, room, couldn't yeah. figure out how to get out. <laughs> You're like, uh, Tim, you have to socialize with all the guests. Yeah. Um Who's your number one? And you can't say Chris Rock because I already took him. Ooh, ooh. No. Um, you know what? I always uh it's not Louis CK, but like I have a prepared speech to make to Louis CK <laughs> if I ever meet him on the street. And what is it? Oh, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to blow it now. Does it involve uh any kind of theatrics? No, it's just basically like I remember when he was on Conan. Yeah. Like Conan blew my mind. When that when that yeah, yeah. when that late night came on, uh he started hosting it. Like that like totally shaped my like worldview. That yeah. and Letterman, right? Mm-hmm. And uh Louis C.K. would show up in sketches on there a lot and also would do stand up a lot yeah. and he was a writer on the show. And like I always liked that guy. Yeah. And like so like I was like following his career and like when uh Lucky Louie was on HBO yeah. nobody watched it. I loved that show. I watched <laughs> it. And like I just wa- I just want to like basically the crux of this is like I kind of like oddly feel proud of you because like you were like my guy. I like watched him come up and I was mm-hmm. like from the beginning like yeah. Sounds like something someone would say right before they murder a celebrity. Yeah, and then I could wear his skin <laughs> yeah. and be Louis C.K., yeah. the guy that I admire. Well, and uh, Pootie Tang, that was Chris Rock and Louis C.K. Yeah. Pootie Tang, yeah, it was... was. If that movie came out today, it'd be they huge. W- they, let, they wouldn't have fired Louis C.K. from it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, what was I going to say? That's number one, Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah, when he's entertaining the troops. Uh, number one, Joey Bishop. Uh, I don't think I even really know who that is. He was one of those Rat Pack doofs. Ugh, the Rat Pack. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, I'd like to get you started. Red Buttons? Do you want to talk about Red Buttons no, instead? No, I don't really know Red Buttons material. Mm. Are you just are you going through the, the list? Bob yeah. Hope is number one? No, uh, Richard Pryor's number one. I could see that, yeah. I could see that, but that's also of its time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love Richard Pryor. Like, I'd rather kind of, like, watch the toy than... <laughs> <laughs> He's great in the toy. He's great in the toy. Well, that's why, like, when you're when you're a, a successful stand up guy or whatever, that's kind of why you have to do some bullshit stuff. Because like people, me and your age, we know him from the toy. Yeah, and we know we've seen his stand up, and it's funny. But it's like, yeah, but the thing I'm nostalgic for is Richard Pryor in the toy. Yeah, because that do a BuzzFeed list about that BuzzFeed. <laughs> Because I can't be like, oh, yeah, Pryor's uh, uh, special in 75. That really uh, changed everything for me. It's like, no, nah, I wasn't around. I, I didn't watch that, but I watched The Toy. This is on HBO all the time, and it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's Open the- mic next. <laughs> Open mic nights. Yeah. Uh, That's number two on the list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just anyone at an uh, open do you, mic night. You want me to go through the list? I wanted to talk about open mic nights, but... Uh, I'm just curious who give me the top three. I'll give you the top three. Number one, Richard Pryor. Number two. Robin Williams? George Carlin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say if I had to give like a historical of everything, it, I would have said Carlin or Pryor, because they're like yeah. the guys. Number three, the funniest guy. Everybody knows all his famous bits. Andrew Dice Clay. Lenny Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure Lenny Bruce was important. Yeah. But don't you just know him as like some scumbag? Yeah, you listen to his stuff now, and he's just like, he's just cursing. Okay. Number four, Joe Rogan. <laughs> that. Uh, all right. No, not really. It's oh, uh, Woody okay. Allen. <laughs> <I> was <gonna laughs> was it was like, a toss-up, but it was a tie. Woody Allen and Joe Rogan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were like these guys are just so similar. Oh, you know who my number one would be? Who? Joe Rogan? No. It's it's uh it's a dark horse a little bit. Okay. Cuz he's done so little actual like released stand up. All right. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Yeah. Has never told a joke that has not made me laugh. Yeah. Even when like his jokes like skew like uh out of my uh comfort zone politically mm-hmm. or like He'll say something a little like, uh, like I don't probably, agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like, agree with any of this. Yeah. He is a master joke smith. Oh, yeah. And he's got the delivery of a hundred men. I don't know why he doesn't have more specials. Because he, he does stand up all the time. That's his thing. Tom, yeah. I'm telling you, he's coming to New York. This is an offline conversation. Okay. He's coming to New York in like a week. Yeah. And it sucks because he only ever does like Caroline's. Yeah. But like, come on. Two drink minimum. You, you want to go to this, right? Yeah. All right. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, number uh, five, Chris Rock. Okay. Number six, Steve Martin. There's another one where I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I own all the Steve Martin records. Yeah. 
his stand-up records, and I love Steve Martin. Steve mm-hmm. Martin's and his book "Born Standing Up" about stand-up yeah. life. One of my favorite books of all time. But it's also like, it just seems like we've iterated on that a million yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll do top ten. Uh, number seven, Rodney Dangerfield, who. <sighs> I bet I'd get into Rodney Dangerfield hardcore. I love Rod, and Rodney Dangerfield is a guy that I only know from like back to school and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. man, yeah, he's funny. I like this no respect motif he does. Oh, it's great! His and wife that's just timeless. doesn't respect him. Nobody respects him, Tim. He yeah. doesn't get any respect from anybody. No, you say. Oh, that's insane. Number eight, uh, the great Bill Cosby. <laughs> man. <laughs> it's just a bummer. It's a real shame he is a horrible, evil person. You're so right. I give him, I don't give him past 2016. Uh, to live. I think it's just going to be like, and Bill Cosby. It's got to be too stressful. He's a super old guy, and everybody found out he's a. F- he's uh, been so stressed, he's had to wear sweatpants <laughs> for the last 25 years. Uh yeah, who knows? Uh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that that he's still alive to see his like legend be completely destroyed and diminished. Like, yeah, all those things you did that everybody loved doesn't matter because you were a, a fucking monster. So stick around for a year or two to watch everything get torn down and everybody hate. Yeah, it's just gonna be one of those. And Bill Cosby quietly died today. Yeah. We should uh. We really ought to do something. We ought to <laughs> seize his, uh, the government. Yeah. Ought to seize his wealth. <laughs> and he's got to live in a in, a, in a, a shanty. Oh no! They should put him in jail. That yeah, oh jail. Yeah. That's jail, what that's they should how, do. Put him in jail. That's okay. usually what the government does. Number nine, Roseanne Barr. I don't know anything about Roseanne. She seems nice. Uh, I don't know. She seems nice. I don't think that's her bit. She's funny. She seems normal. Yeah. Well, and that's how that's how she got her start because she was she had a, a unique point of view. Yeah. Numero ten. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh. Eddie. Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. Another one. I don't. Another dude who doesn't really. You know what? What was it? Raw was the second one. Delirious. There's was- delirious than raw. I believe. Yeah. Raw was the one with the... Uh, are there any F words here tonight? Yeah. Don't breathe on me. I don't want to get AIDS. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff yeah, where it's like... Yeah, is... All right. Well, and yeah, a lot of that stand-up, too, you can look back and be like, oh, that's why he became such a weird guy. Like, yeah. these are the, the, the ideas that germinated into him being a, a weirdo. Yeah. How come uh uh um where's uh where's where's Joan Rivers on that list, Tim? Joan Rivers And where's uh where's uh what's his name that we love? That we saw with Joan Rivers. Oh Don Rickles. Yeah, where's Don Rickles in this thing, Tim? I think if you're asking me well also I bought a Don Rickles record. I bought Hello Dummy. <laughs> Someone on the street was selling two records. Uh-huh. Uh some steely don't some steely Dan, <laughs> probably uh pretzel logic or whatever. Okay. And Don Rickles, hello dummy. 
It was just a guy like with two records, like, so I'll buy these. I was like, I'll take the Don Rickles. And he was like, don't you want both of these, though? Yeah. $10 instead of $5 for one. And I was like, nah, just that. And he was <laughs> $10 like, instead of $5. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not a deal. Well, no, he was just like, don't you just pay me $10 and take this Steely Dan yeah. record, too. And then he but tried to. You can't to, do that. You can't be at like a, like a uh, Best Buy and be like, uh, don't you want two televisions? Uh, you could. <laughs> it wouldn't work, <laughs> but especially they don't on a guy tr- like me. But they don't try that at checkout. Like, wouldn't you like to buy another television for the same price? They do stuff like that all the time. They Would try you? and sell you the cables and the warranty. Yeah, okay. But they don't They don't ask you if you want another thing for the same price. Yeah, so there's Don Rickles' record. Uh-huh. Look, some of it uh, doesn't... Uh, age well? Age well. Mm-hmm. But it's got great delivery. Yeah. Uh, Joan Rivers, 44. That's way too low for her. To, like, she should have a better spot. Oh, way better spot. She should be in the top 10. You think? I think so, especially, like, influence-wise. Like, I don't necessarily love all of her material, but she was hugely influential. Oh, yeah, definitely. I never realized... Because, like, I only knew her in her older, like, more mean-spirited. Yeah, type. yeah. Like, her uh, earlier days, were, like, it was, like, very self-deprecating. Yeah. And, like... That's what, that's why she's friends with, uh, with Don Rickles. Yeah. Well, Don Rickles wasn't very self-deprecating. Well, but he deprecated other people. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't see Don Rickles anywhere on this. That This list is bunk. Oh no, he's number seventeen, just okay. after Ellen DeGeneres, who was who was She's a very, great stand-up. very funny stand-up. Yeah, um, yeah, Tom, I don't know. You, I went to this. St- you ever go to open mics? I, I'm not. I'm not confident. Uh, I don't have high hopes for the future of stand-up comedy. How come? Because too many people are in it now. You think, or? Yeah, I feel like. Nobody's got anything to say. You know what? Like, because everybody is on this. Like, I feel like it almost has to be like they're philosophers and like Mm -hmm. people like Louis C.K. and like Chris Rock. Like, they have to take in all this information and like this. uh, Because like we're all sharing the same bullshit now, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I feel like you can't have your niche. I feel like it's all been done. And everybody's mm-hmm. just biting somebody else. Nobody's got. I'm very unfocused here, Mom. <laughs> can, can 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 you? Can I do something can you about save it? Save me. Um. Well, I mean, you also can't. Uh, you can't go on open mic. That's people. You know, a lot of those people. They're just starting out, Tim. Yeah, they're not honed. I feel like I'd be I better. think your whole problem is that you think everybody should be honed from day one. Yeah, they should be at the top be of the their game. Be the best at something. Be the best. Uh, make the best rhubarb pie in all Tim, of Brooklyn the well, first time you make a pie. And again, I don't think. I don't think so. Have you not even made a pie yet? But you're thinking like once you do, it's going to be the pie, best. I made a pie, Tom. It won awards. I, I'm surprised you didn't hear about it. Well, to be honest, I don't follow many pie awards, and also to be honest, I don't think that that's true. Whatsoever. It was on the cover of Pie Times this month. <laughs> Tim, that's not a magazine. I think you're confusing it with High Times, the famous uh, uh, degenerate pot, smokers. Yeah, pot weed. Yeah, uh, magazine. 
that Tom. that that they go and uh, steal from the stores. I saw Gallagher one time when I was uh, too old to see Gallagher. Yeah, it was only like a few years ago, right? Or not a few, but like 10 years ago. You were an adult. I was an adult. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me, and I was supposed to see Gallagher with her and her whole family. Uh-huh. Uh, like a month before the Gallagher show, uh, she broke up with me. Uh-huh. And like, you, were you right away like, what about Gallagher? <laughs> I mean, a couple days later. <laughs> and she was just like... Uh, it's still cool if I come to Gallagher, right? <laughs> and like, it, and I, I don't know why, but I piled into a car with her parents and her brother and her. And uh, we went and saw... A month after you had broken up. Yeah, she had a new boyfriend, too. <laughs> Did she bring him to Gallagher? No. She brought me, her old boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we were we didn't speak the entire month between when she broke up with me, <sighs> and the day that I showed up at her house was like I'm ready to go to Gallagher. You showed up at her house wearing a poncho, ready to go to Gallagher. <laughs> you guys uh, are gonna be sorry. Uh, what you guys don't have ponchos too? I'm not sharing. Was she like, oh, I thought it was assumed that you were? <laughs> no, gonna- we discussed it. Uh-huh. Well, I discussed it with her dad. <laughs> Yeah, well, why go through an intermediary? It's ultimately going to be his decision. And I was like, well, that's going to be great, because I had that, like, nostalgic bug. Mm-hmm. And also, like, uh, I didn't fully grasp how far Gallagher had fallen right. with his, uh, you know, like, gutter yeah. mind humor. <laughs> and so, like, I'm sitting there, like, gritting my teeth and, like, just, like, hurting inside, you know, mm-hmm. the whole time. And then... uh like, it's gonna be worth it once Gallagher takes the stage. He comes out and just starts telling racist jokes. And the other thing, Gallagher, uh, what a lot of people this was on Long Island. Uh huh. What a lot of people don't know about uh, Long Island or uh-huh. well, Fire Island is just off of Long Island. People right. know that, but yeah. that was for a long time, maybe still mm-hmm. associated with uh, gay culture. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of uh, in the summertime. To like gay people go there, there's like a whole yeah. section that, and, and it was like, and especially like in the 80s and 90s when it was like, all right, well, there's a secluded place where you can go and be yourself, yeah, and that's where people went, and so it just kind of became known as that, yeah. But like everybody on Long Island, like I could see, but it's, but I it's could a, see how the rest of the country, right, thinks that's like, oh, Fire Island is just a haven of homosexual activity. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a beautiful beach that tons of people go to. Yeah, if you if you. Gay, straight, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Gallagher just kept making references to like, ah, oh, like the people over there in Fire Island. Yeah. What are you, one of these guys from Fire Island? Because he thought like, oh, New York. Yeah. I mean, we're you know, yeah. ten miles from Fire Island. This is gonna be great. Like, but like everybody's like, oh, that place where I go with my yeah, family to go to the thing? beach. And also like, oh yeah, there are. A lot of uh, gay people that go there. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 2000, or it was, it was probably the year 2000. Yeah. Point. But he's just like, oh, don't confuse me with these Fire Island people. And it's like, oh, I don't, I sh- this was a mistake. I shouldn't have come here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the couch? <laughs> yeah, I should have known that it was it was at the Westbury Music Fair. The, Not the enough couch room for the couch. Fig- yeah. the same, same place we saw Don Rickles and Joan Rivers. Yeah, and then Don Rickles sang a song. He sang a song to the troops. <laughs> he said he had a he had a whole uh, which there weren't. He had a big band there, and he was singing all these songs for the troops. Yeah, and there weren't 
noticeable troops there. It's I not think, like there were men in uniform in the front row or anything. I think he thought. Uh, and we he were was also doing a USO tour. We were the youngest people there by forty years. Yeah, at least there were. I could almost guarantee you that there were no active service men or women there at all. No. The, I mean, well, also, it's, uh, you know, they were all fighting wars. <laughs> yeah. This was like 2007. Yeah, like they were, they were yeah. really in it. Yeah. All right, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've run out of time. Yeah. We've gone way over. What? Oh, man. Yeah, people are paying extra for this, though, so good. just watch your bank account. The extra money will come rolling in. I can't wait. If you like the show, mm-hmm. Get all the information about it at tcgte.com. Mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah. I just want to remind everybody that if you're doing your holiday shopping, tcgte.com slash Amazon brings you to the same Amazon that you know and love. With their good prices and fast shipping. Exactly. We get a little kickback at no cost to you, and we would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And if you do buy stuff, email us or tweet at us, and we'll fave it or read the email. <laughs> Wow. How could he turn <laughs> something like that down? I was gonna what say, a deal. I was going to say you'll get a personal thank you, but it's just like if we forget, I don't want to guarantee something. <laughs> right. Under promise, over deliver. Exactly. You'll at least get a fave. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll read your email. Um, not on the show, just right. to like yeah. in our heads. Yeah, we're not going to read. Tom uh, will move his lips because that's how he has to read what he Well, it, it's easier. Um, be our friend on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash complete guide. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your pal Tim. And you can follow me on both of those at Tom Reynolds. And you can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Yeah. Um, oh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have the Patreon dates. Yes. Uh, maybe we'll put a little thing in the middle of this what about those mean? Patreon okay. dates. But uh, remember those dates from earlier. <laughs> remember when we were talking about those dates? Maybe just one of us. Uh, yeah. TCGT.com slash pledge. And can... this week's amazing fact is about games. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah, sure is. That's the point of games. Tom, what was the worst stand-up show you ever went to? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, after that Joan Rivers, uh, Don Rickles show, my girlfriend of almost five years broke up with me. Like that night on the car ride home, and I, it w- I think it was the last straw. I remember looking over at you two, and she did not look happy. Yeah, I think and I was like, "Why? <laughs> Why is Tom's girlfriend not happy?" Yeah, about this insult comic making references that are thirty years before her time. Yeah, no, and I think it was the the straw that broke the camel's back of like her not finding it amusing whatsoever, and me like. Tears rolling down my cheeks, gasping for breath the whole night. It's just like this isn't this isn't working. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, I've been to some like horrible open mics. Yeah, I think those don't even count. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Tom. You and I went to. Uh, uh, I'm I've not- never been to like a big name stand up that I've been like, eh, you know. Yeah. Um, other than Gallagher, that that holds <laughs> yeah. true for me. I mean, I've seen people that like, I guess, have like a little notoriety at like shows. That I'm like, that wasn't very good, but still, like, it wasn't them headlining. 
I'm not going to name names, Tim. I'm not looking to make trouble. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, we, You and I went to a show recently. It was outdoors. Yeah. That stunk. You left early. There was a couple big names. There were a couple big names on at the end. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of... You know what the thing about stand-up comedy now? What? Coming really bro Yeah. Like the audience is becoming just a bunch of bros. And this was in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. But, like, the last two stand-ups were just basically people of color Mm -hmm. explaining racism to white bros in Williamsburg. Uh Uh-huh. And there were no jokes. (laughs) It was just like, hey, you guys live in a bubble. Did the audience like it? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It was just... I thought it was bad comedy, mm-hmm. but also like race relations 101 also. Yeah. But it also seemed like it was a revelation for everybody else there. <laughs> right. Like, huh. So it was still important. Yeah. yeah so I, 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 don't, I don't fault But it them. wasn't for you. It wasn't for me. I know everything there is to know about <laughs> race relations. Yep. <laughs> all right, Tom. Uh, did I do all the things? You usually do all the I things. I think you did all. You wanted. You were talking about Reddit. You wanted to do. You you said we should be on Reddit more. Yeah. How do we do this? I think it's Reddit dot com slash r slash tcgt. Okay. The, the let's subreddit. start. Let's start a uh, a thread. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to Reddit, Jesus, Tom. Grandpa. Yeah, I don't know how to Reddit. I'm yeah. I'm gonna learn, and I I urge all of you mm-hmm. to learn along with me, unless you already know. <laughs> What? (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs)